addict that is. Welcome to Problem Addict, a weekly podcast about notoriously problematic pop culture icons from our favorite reality TV shows, past and present, music videos, movies, and everything in between. Hey, Problematics, it's Eugene, the host of Problematic Pod. I'm changing things up this week and bringing you a very special bonus up all about Mariah Carey. So the whole point of this podcast was to shed some light on what I found problematic about my favorite reality shows, uh, about life in general. But along with that, I thought, why not indulge in some unproblematic things? And I think my favorite unproblematic topic of conversation is the one, the only, singer, songwriter, diva extraordinaire, Mariah Carey. So get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, and let's discuss her early music videos. In this episode, we will take a look at the videos that came from the self-titled Mariah Carey debut album. We'll take a look at Vision of Love, Love Takes Time, Someday, I Don't Want to Cry, and last but not least, There's Got to Be a Way. What's your favorite era of Mariah Carey, and why is it Butterfly? Oh, 1997, what a good year. 97, 98, those are probably like the dopest years of Mariah's career. If you say otherwise, I will fight you. Butterfly is such a good good album, it's so good. It literally makes me cry just thinking about how good it is. But this episode isn't about Butterfly. So let's start at the humble beginning. The self-titled debut album, Mariah Carey. So critics of pop music always seem to give one female artist all the credit for constantly reinventing herself, but I think we need to really celebrate Mariah for doing the same thing, maybe even better. She's managed to have this resurgence in the last few years that very few entertainers, especially female entertainers her age, uh, don't often get to enjoy, and I live for it. As a firm Gen Xer, I think it's great that younger generations of fans are now on the Mariah train. Mariah has been switching it up for years. I mean, from like R&B, soul, pop music, gospel to hip-hop, she's really done it all. She's been able to blend all these influences together and create bops and bangers we all know and love. She's been doing it for so long that we kind of forget that she started collaborating with rappers in like the 90s. And we have Mariah and her featured guests, rappers, producers, to thank for some of the greatest records ever made. And to any sort of Mimi detractor, or <laughs> any Mariah detractor, uh, have you checked out uh, Mimi's Late Night Valentine Mix, the concert series she did? Uh, we Belong Together 2021 is, it's so sick. Her vocals, her runs, it's its like a marathon of like vocal gymnastics, or I don't even know what to call it. It's... It's a triathlon of gymnastics. It's a triathlon of vocals. Um, she's never sounded better. Actually, I shouldn't say she's never sounded better. She sounds great. But you know what's not so great? The Vision of Love video. Um, have you seen it recently? I dare you to go watch it. It's, it's not good. There are some days of your life that you will always remember no matter what. Like, for instance, I will always remember the day that Michael Jackson died. In grade school, I remember watching the Challenger explosion happen. I remember when the news that Heath Ledger died broke and how sad it was for, like, all of us post-Brokeback Mountain-like fans. 
I'm also going to add to that the day I first saw Mariah Carey on TV. That day changed my life. You see, I was an awkward, pimply preteen living in Detroit, and I wasn't aware of it yet, but my parents were in the middle of their divorce, which is why I was living in Detroit with my grandmother. After being born in Seoul, South Korea, uh, my father was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas, and my mom didn't really like it in Kansas. I mean, can you blame her? It's Kansas. So she moved us to New York City while my dad stayed behind in Kansas. Um, So my parents spent most of their marriage living apart. It really wasn't a big deal to me. It was, it was the norm. It was what I, it was what I grew up with. Like my parents just didn't live together, but they were still married. My grandmother had a lot of friends. She was very popular. She had a lot of style. She was um, probably one of the most popular people I had ever like known in my entire life. Uh, she was warm, magnetic. Uh, <laughs> she was my my complete opposite. <laughs> um, but she like was invited to this party, and I tagged along. And on this at this party, I remember the TV was on, and like all the like the younger kids probably were just like around the TV. Uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure we were watching VH1 because VH1 was huge back in like the 90s. And there's a whole bunch of people watching the TV. And I remember this girl came on, this girl with curly hair. And I looked at her curly hair and I thought, wow, hey, my hair kind of looks like that. I had never seen anyone with curly hair and skin like hers on TV before. We weren't white. We weren't black. We were like brown tan beige even we were something else and i knew it almost immediately someone pointed to the television and said "Ooh, child that girl can sing and that person was right everyone sort of stopped talking and paid attention to this girl on tv with curly hair and her amazing voice and her name was mariah carey i had never seen someone that had almost looked like me on TV before, ever. (laughs) And to be honest, I still really haven't, but on this screen in front of me was this talented singer, and her look just fascinated me. I'm a mixed-race military brat. I grew up around a a lot of other mixed kids. Um, I was born in Seoul, and I moved to the States when I was about three. But I was only around other mixed military brats on military bases, like in Germany and overseas, and I wasn't on military bases long enough to really understand, you know, identity politics and what it meant to be the product of an interracial relationship because I was just way too young. But watching Mariah Carey on TV, I felt this instant connection. It's like mixed kids can always spot other mixed kids. We can just tell. We just like know. So watching her do her thing on TV was extraordinary for me because I can represent it now through words because I don't think I knew how to phrase it back then, but I had never felt seen on screen before, ever. And now here was someone that looked like me. Imagine being a white person and never seeing your own face look back at you through like the entertainment lens until you were 12 years old. Think about what kind of impact that makes to a child. 
So first off, let me say I didn't do a lot of fact checking. This isn't supposed to be a comprehensive Mariah Carey podcast. It's just not. It's about how I felt watching her through my biracial eyes. I'm going to focus on my personal thoughts and observations strictly and just talk about what I felt watching her videos for the first time and again and again on repeat during quarantine. (laughs) We have Vision of Love. Vision of Love premiered in 1990, I believe in July. It's a great song, but it's not a very great video. It's not even a good video. It sort of reeks of the early 80s. I often find that when I watch things from the early 90s, it still feels very stuck, like firmly planted in the 80s. Not until like 1992, 93 uh, does it feel like you're officially in the 90s, I feel. Uh, This video is basically three and a half minutes of green screen. Not a lot of money was spent on this video. Uh, It's quite evident. Although there are rumors that this video was shot twice. I can't imagine doing this video twice. Maybe the concept changed. One thing that I always love, or one thing I think that's really funny, is there's a cat in this video. Mariah is is featured with a cat. And in the 90s, female singers with cats on in music videos was like a thing. It's like this theme that I don't know, like if you if you if you if you did a music video, you probably had a cat in it. I know there's a cat in the Express Yourself video, um, but we're not going to really talk about Madonna at all. Um, there's also a cat, I think, that shows up in Mariah's Sweetheart. Uh, well, I guess it's Jermaine Dupri's Sweetheart. Um, but anyway, so she pets her cat on the stairs in this video, and that's not a euphemism. She actually, like, pets her cat. <laughs> yeah. We should also point out that there is a microphone in this video. Um, a large window. There's a tree swing. <laughs> it's like the it's like the most random like elements that show up in this. The most iconic thing is her look. Uh, she's got curly hair, that black off the shoulder top. She doesn't get a lot of variation out of this look in the early stage of her career. Uh, there's a lot of good curly hair in this video. A lot of curly bangs, and we've never really returned to this trend, this era of curly bangs since then. Uh, bring back that trend. Like that's the one thing I think that we can like take back from the '90s. Probably the only thing. She's barefoot in this video and it's always bothered me and I don't know why like if I was female I would understand it better but I really wish she had shoes on I I really do I don't know why her bare feet bother me so much but you know you do you Mariah I I could literally redo this video at home (laughs) some TikToker probably should that that's the challenge hey TikTok go out and redo the vision of love video but better Watching this video, I don't want to dwell too much on how Mariah's face might have changed over time, allegedly. The more I watch this video and these close-ups, I I honestly don't think Mariah has this nose anymore. I feel like her nose might be slightly different, allegedly. And to be honest, just pointing this out makes me feel gross and dirty. Like, I don't like doing it. But then I thought to myself, my mom's Korean. Like... It's her national duty to point out some co- some cosmetic surgery. Like, it just is. It's ingrained in her, and now it's ingrained in me. If you didn't know, Koreans, particularly South Koreans, they love cosmetic surgery. They love it. 
just love it. So it turns out we all do somehow later in life turn into our parents, and I have now just watched this video and scrutinized every single angle of Mariah's face just to see if she might have had, like, a little, a little procedure, allegedly. Vision of Love is one of the few songs that has the word alienation in it, and I think that's funny. Uh, I don't know why I find it so funny. Um, suffered from alienation. I just think it's such a clever phrase, and no one writes a song like Mariah does. She's a songwriting legend. At around the 247 mark, her eyes are closed. Her hands are up, like, on each side of her face. Uh, she looks like an angel. She looks so gorgeous. Her hair falls perfectly in place into her face. It reminds me of one of my favorite moments in Breakdown, which we will talk about at length in the Butterfly episode, but it's one of my favorite videos. The song is amazing. It just breaks your heart. Vision of Love is filmed in color. It's one of her first in color. I wish she hadn't done so much black and white in her early career. I also really appreciate the repeated faithfulies toward the end of the song. I love it. There's also a part where she whistle tones into the microphone, and it sends chills down my spine. That sound. That sound came out of a human. A real-life human. I love it. There is something kind of alarming about this video, though. It has over 30 million views on YouTube. It has over 169,000 likes. But it also has over 5,000 dislikes. How do you dislike this video so much to actually go onto YouTube and hit dislike? <laughs> That's so messed up. I hate social media. I can't believe how many people publicly dislike this video. <laughs> it's not my favorite video, but I would never go around and dislike it on YouTube. In 90s terms, this video has all the harm has all the hallmarks of a 90s video. Uh, green screen, black cat. But in 2020, but in 2021 rather, this video reminds me of every badly done, cheaply produced karaoke video. That's what this video is. It should be like played on screen at a karaoke bar. Vision of Love is often performed live in concert, so if you've been lucky to see Mariah Carey live, you've probably heard this. I'm not aware of any covers of the song, but uh, if you are, let me know. I would love to hear some other singer's interpretation of Vision of Love. The second video released from Mariah Carey was Love Takes Time. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. I like to call this video the one where Mariah wears a blanket wrap on the beach. Uh, her infamous black tank dress is back. Um, she's got her natural curly hair. She looks so, so pretty. Venice Beach was the location for this video. It was released in October 1990, allegedly. <laughs> like I said, I didn't fact check anything, so I think it was released in 1990 in October, um, allegedly. I should just drop the allegedly. I bet only I think that's funny, right? Drop me a comment if you think that's funny. Let me know. Again, not much happens in this video. She's going through a breakup. Um, there's a phone booth on this beach, but I guess they still had public phone booths back then. I wonder if this phone booth is in the parking lot. Um, 
the parking lot's probably not very glamorous, so they didn't shoot the parking lot. I think the best part of the video is when she looks, she looks directly to the camera and sings, I don't want to be there alone. I'll add that part because I should not be singing at all. This video has 9 million more views than Vision of Love, which is surprising. But, you know, like, people have bad taste. I, I would probably I would probably watch Love Takes Time over Vision of Love if I had to choose because it might be a better song. Mm, that's a hard question actually. I mean, I think I like the Love Takes Time video better. Hmm. She's also wearing a necklace. I think it's a heart charm. I think it's a heart charm bracelet. <laughs> It's a charm bracelet. Uh, it's a necklace, rather. It's a heart charm on a necklace. I don't know if it has any significance, um, but uh, no, that's a lie. It totally has significance. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm re-recording this because it shows up later, so I'm trying to trick you. <laughs> yes, uh, it's like her like lucky charm. It, she wears it a lot uh, in most of her videos from this era. The Love Takes Time video has about 9 million more views than Vision of Love. It has 177,000 likes. Uh, it has more dislikes than Vision of Love, though. Almost 7,000. The third video from Mariah Carey is Someday. Someday was released in February 1991. This is a video that I loved when it first came out, but the more I watch it and the older I get, the more I'm like, eh, it's, it's alright. She's still in a black top, of course, but she's in jeans, y'all. She's wearing jeans. The record label let her wear jeans. She's hip, she's cool, and she's doing up-tempo. It's like the first up-tempo video we've gotten. The video is full of kids in school, sort of like if uh, present-day Mariah went back to revisit her youth. She's in a room full of brass instruments, but I don't... It doesn't look like it's the band room, so... I don't know. Uh, you can tell there's a bigger budget for the video because there's a fan that blows her hair around. Six million YouTube views. Not a lot of likes. Uh, 41,000 likes. 1,200 dislikes. There's no sign of the black tank dress anywhere in this video. This video is also the one where she attempts to do the running man, which I think is kind of funny. I guess we all attempted the running man in 1990. Uh, in the early 90s to various degrees of success. My favorite part is um, 3 minutes 17 seconds in. Uh, the for me's, the for me repeats. For me, for me, for me. It's, it's just so good. I love it. Then she puts her hand on the opposite shoulder, which she does again in Loverboy while she's saying for me, for me, for me. Loverboy may in fact be the most problematic video Mariah Carey has ever done. I can't wait to get to it. I love the song, but the video is a mess. It's, it's performance art at its very worst. I've never heard another singer cover this. Uh, Someday's got a little bit of like a gospel influence. Um, if there are any covers, let me know. I'd love to hear them. Does anyone out there remember when David Cook the American Idol, I think he might have won American Idol 6, maybe 7. Um, he did Always Be My Baby by Mariah on, like, Mariah Night, and it was so good.
I knew he'd be the American Idol after he did that. He also did Lionel Richie's Hello, which was also like a really like artistic choice. He killed it. Whatever happened to his career? Next up, I Don't Wanna Cry. It was released in May 1991. It's another one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. This is a heartbreaking breakup moment. It heavily features a wheat field. It could be a cornfield. I don't know the difference. I think all the budget in this video went towards her hair. It's It looks so good. Like this video is basically uh, a vehicle for her hair. It, it, it's, it's amazing. It's set inside this house. Um, it's very moody. Sorry for the train going by. Hey, C-Train. She's wearing color for the first time. It's like a real pink slip dress. What a change. There's no sign of a black dress anywhere in this video. Um, but she's also wearing this white ruffle blouse, and it looks so dated. Like, so dated. It, it's like roughly, it has big full sleeves. It just screams early 90s. The fan is back, and it blows her hair perfectly. There's some great acting happening in this video. If you haven't watched this video recently, go back and watch it. When she sings the title, I Don't Want to Cry, she looks at the camera and like there's a single tear that just like falls down her face at like the three, the three minute 40 second mark. It's so perfectly timed. This song really got me as an emotionally sensitive kid. I guess the message really shook me. Um, I used to cry a lot, I guess, as a child. Uh, I was sensitive, uh, whether it be like bullies in school or, you know, just, just feeling out of place uh, or whatever. So I don't want to cry became like this anthem for me. I would just repeat it to myself over and over again. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. It's a very mature song for a 12 year old. <laughs> I guess I have an old spirit. I was just emotionally advanced for my age back then. There's this like deep uh, to her voice that I love. It's it's so good. I'm not a singer at all, so I don't really know like the words to describe it. I tried out for chorus once in high school uh, to get out of like you either did like one semester of chorus or two semesters of music appreciation. Um, I tried out for chorus and I was told that I should stick to music appreciation um, because I can't sing. But on the flip side, like sometimes I'm watching Jeopardy and I'll get all the music questions, but that's all thanks to music appreciation in high school. It has about 95,000 likes on YouTube, uh, 21 million views, about 4,000 dislikes. I wish this was a song I had heard live. I've never heard the song live. I would die to hear Mariah sing this live. And it looks like she might be wearing the same heart charm as in the Love Takes Time video, so it's a motif, it's a theme that shows up repeatedly in, in these early videos. Last but not least, we get the final video from self-titled Mariah Carey, There's Got to Be a Way. Now, I'll be 100% honest, I sort of forgot all about the song, but Mariah recently did it a cappella on Instagram, and she killed it. The video looks like it was shot on the same fake New York City set um, as Janet Jackson's When I Think of You. That's one of my favorite videos. That song is so good. It's like, it is totally fake New York though. If you live in New York, if, I mean, it, you know, like when New York just looks fake. It, it, it's like if Sesame Street was standing in for New York City and you're like, that's not New York, that's just Sesame Street. 
a cheesy looking yellow cab drops off like her backup singers. And one of them is wearing overalls with a blazer. It's so 90s. It's such a 90s moment. Uh, the fashion is kind of bad. Not even kind of, the fashion is bad. I don't want to point out all of the bad fashion, but yo, Mariah is wearing head-to-toe denim. Say what? Light wash denim. And white, like, athletic crew socks. White socks. I don't want to think about it. Her hair looks good. The fan is back. The heart charm is necklace seems to be around her neck again, which I guess she retrieved from the ocean <laughs> from the other video. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it was like the last single, it's, it, the song has a message, the song has a beautiful message, but there isn't, like, it's not a, I mean, you know how, like, everyone back in their career, <laughs> like, did, like, one political song, uh, like, you know, homelessness, racism, uh, how, like, messed up the government was, is, uh, this is her version of it. I think the only other thing to mention is that there's a Jesus saves sign and like hot neon pink in this video. And that brings us to the end of this very quick retrospective of Mariah Carey's music videos from her debut album. I hope you learned something and I hope you had as much fun as I did revisiting the early 90s. All these music videos were shot by men, were directed by men, and it shows. The male gaze is so apparent. She is almost nothing but a sexual object for heterosexual men. And it's really not so much later with Music Box that uh, Mariah gets to work with a female director. And um, even during like the Daydream era, 95, 96, Mariah steps behind the lens because she's unhappy with how these male directors are portraying her. And I think it's a really impactful, uh, empowering moment for her career. It's, you can really see the difference. And I think um, Always Be My Baby is, it. I mean, every, everyone remembers that video because she looks amazing because she directed it. It's that simple really fascinating to see her grow as an entertainer, an artist, uh, a superstar. So for the next Mariah episode, I'll probably combine Emotions, uh, MTV Unplugged, and Music Box. Those albums all sort of tie together nicely. Those three albums just kind of go hand in hand in hand. I cannot wait to bring you Butterfly with some special guests in a few weeks, uh, because that's where all my favorite music videos come from. Because if you know me and we're friends, I bet your favorite videos probably also come from that same era. The Roof, Butterfly, that damn sea train. Uh, my All, Honey, Breakdown. So thanks for listening to this bonus up. I look forward to bringing you more Mariah and Janet Jackson in the future. I think her videography is just as fast and interesting. And I just want to revisit Janet and do some dance moves in my living room. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Problematics. And next week, we'll be back with episode four of The Bridge. Hey, all you Problematics. Thanks for listening. Check me out on Instagram. I can be found at ProblematicPod. That's ProblematicPod. And leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Check you next time. Thanks for listening.